Guys, today I'm here with a dear friend of mine, Brian Guerin. I met him back in Bible college in 1999. He has been an influence in my life tremendously, uh, not just because of our friendship, but because of the depth of relationship he has with God and the manifest presence that is with him and in his ministry. I say two separate things there. The presence of the Lord is with him personally. And also there's a manifestation of the spirit when he ministers publicly. Uh, so both of those things have tremendously touched my life. And I'm super honored to talk to him today and share what he is uh, with you guys. If you don't know, he's got many books out. I know the newest one is called Bridal Company, right? Or, yeah. Yep. There's also God of Wonders and there's also uh, Modern Day Mysticism. What's it? There's one more, right? Yeah, there's contemplations of character. Yeah, like that one. Yep. Yep. And so he's got a bunch of books out. You can check them out on Amazon. Also, he's got a bunch of online schools that he does that people all over are taking them and they come to me because they know I'm friends with him. And they're like, this class was insane. There's like school of all kinds of different things. School of the spirit, school of the word, school of Christ, school of the Trinity, school of intimacy. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You can check them out um, on, on his website, bridalglory.com, right? That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. Also, the Academy's been going pretty good, huh? Yeah, you rocked it the other night, man. So grateful you were. You made time to be with us. That, that's going really good, though. Yeah, they're super hungry. So yeah, I've, I've met a couple of them, and they're special people, man. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's cool to see that they become friends with each other via internet. Totally, and, man. It's a small world out there. Right? <laughs> when you kind of travel and see, it's really wild. So yeah. <laughs> So uh, I have a couple of questions. I'm just going to ask Brian and just turn him loose on you. But I wanted to start with the scripture that reminds me of Brian when I read it. It's in Jude chapter 20. Oh, sorry, chapter 20, verse 20. There's only one chapter of Jude. And it says this. It says, um, but you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying <laughs> in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are doubting, save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy to the one only God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Come on, man. So my first question to you is, I mean, you've walked with God for Many years, over 20 years now. What, 25 years, 22 years? Yeah, so 98, whatever that would be. I think, yeah, 23 years, something. Yeah. So what yeah. has been the a key for you personally that has helped you just stay consistent with God? Yeah, no, great question. Man. First off, like, thank you so much for letting me be honest with you, man. You know, I love you to no end and honor you, bro, beyond what you can really convey in words and just being able to run with you, you know, all these years and just know you, man, my goodness, you've you rocked my world. But um, yeah, so with me, I think you would say the same, just a whole lot better. You explain it a lot better. The uh, is man. And it's, it's funny because I think when you have said this, I almost feel year in and year out because, you know, we're so graced to be able to travel and just minister and see different facets of the globe. I almost sometimes feel like I'm saying the same thing every year to, to people in a different way. It's just new verses. And 
And to answer your question, that's helped me stay with him. Of course, I've made plenty of mistakes and all, but um, is man being with him, you know, just loving Jesus. The great, I'm so thankful he kept it so simple, just spending time with him, of course, through his word, uh, praying in the Holy Spirit, all the different facets of being with him, but man, just loving him. It, to me, it's like so far superior, the highest pinnacle of all of life, the reason for living, why we get up, you know, it's like, uh, I, I just see from that, everything flows, you know what I mean? And then I can tell when that's not clicking on all cylinders, even being with him, it's like ministries dull and flat. Like I can't even, you know, I can't even do anything without being with him. So it's really precious. Yeah. You know, here's a section I read of your book. I pulled it out for this because it really touched me. You said uh, in a season of waiting, you you have countless hours to just be with him, to be consumed in his presence, to bask in his voice. There's nothing quite like being with him in deep intimacy with no agenda or yeah. plan, just 100% in relationship and knowing his love. You said it's just you and him one-on-one, -on -one, knowing his thoughts, his heart, <laughs> his concerns. Wow. We should obviously maintain a loving relationship day in and day out, but there is something special about spending weeks man, and months and uh, on end loving and being loved for hours upon hours of a day. It has changed my life. That's from this. That's from uh, God of wonders. Wow. So you <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even remember writing that. It's super encouraging. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. It's so good. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. so, so just uh these times you know that you've taken to just kind of block out and be only with him uh, what what kind of things do you see happening what what kind of happens to you on the inside when you when you make this decision to separate yeah man it, i feel like everything aligns back to the whole reason why i'm alive you know and um Man, you've been a pivotal part in that because, as you well know, we get busy, and I'm grateful. It's such an honor, you know, the call and the goal of the gospel, which we know is just as valid in its own right. You know, the Great Commission, and and a lot of people don't know this about you, but I've run with you for years, and it's just I I think, and we're similar in that we we see such a value, and there's so, there's everything so inferior to being with him and loving him that I think sometimes they don't realize we totally see and walk in the value of the Great Commission. I remember I was just with you in. California some time ago and I had got there a little bit after you a conference we were speaking at together and I, I came down the hallway and there you are man witnessing to the waiter just showing her love of Jesus give her money pray for it like that you're you're always in that you see healings miracles pray for people but it's I think we see being with him is so far superior you know it's like you're just there's nothing else and um but sorry what was the the question sorry uh, yeah what kind of things do you do you see happening to oh, you yeah. when you yeah yeah. So with me, it's like everything gets back to the whole reason why, you know, I'm alive. And then from that, of course, he speaks and there, you know, abide in me and you'll bear fruit. And so it's so helpful to hopefully obey him accurately out of that place and do what he tells us to do. But it's just everything aligns back to the my, my thoughts are clear. Mm. The cares of this world fall off. The <laughs> the things that in the natural seem like they're a big deal get back to where they need to be. And they're not a big deal at all. You know what I mean? The worries, the concerns, the provisional, you know, concerns, the, what people think is a really big one. Um, insecurities, com competition, you know, all that stuff. It's like, it just melts off. 
And because, uh, you know, as, as we get busy, these things, they almost seem like the increase, the naysayers, the arrow, the fly, and they just fall off, you, you know, as you fall so in love with him and you're just back in the place I feel that you were born for. And there's just nothing else like it. And that's what I was going to say earlier. You've been such a pivotal part too. like even a dream you had recently or a vision, I think was so helpful to me, man, just because the busyness. And mm. I remember a dream you came to me. And you told me to read in a prophetic way that book, uh, My All for Him. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And, and bro, lo and behold, I had it. You'd given it to me years ago and signed it. <laughs> read it and rocked my my globe and, and <laughs> even realigned in a season of, you know, we're trying to do right and, and things like that. So, um, but I just feel like being with him is is everything. And as soon as we get away from there, it's, yeah, everything gets off, you know, for, for me personally. And I believe you see it really clear in scripture. You know, everything's yeah. just being with him is the whole point of living really so you know some people they watch us say things like this or they're hearing you right now talk about being with him yeah like they would immediately say what does that mean like what does that even look like what when you say being with him what do you mean yeah are you hearing these text messages? I don't know how to stop them. I hope it's not messing anything. No, up. I can't. Oh, hear good. Them. Praise God. I'm not <laughs> I'm technically challenged over here. Um, yeah, man, with me, like like a great example, just because it's fresh in my mind this morning. You know, I'm just being with the Lord. And for me, I don't know if you still, I'll still deal with this at times. If I don't watch it, you know, almost like I, I like to sometimes think as our soul or our mind as a kite. And if we're not careful, it can want to drift on you. And just with thoughts to do's and they're all kingdom and great often, but they can veer off. And just like you just mentioned, I know you hammer it to, better than anybody I know. And you read it from my book. It's so awesome. I forgot I wrote that, but, <laughs> but like keeping it back on him. And so a lot of times I'll find myself like this morning thinking this, I was able to get a good, good few hours and, and I could tell, I just had to keep bringing it back to him. And, uh, and I would, I'd fi- catch my thoughts. It would veer off on stuff for him that he's telling me to do, you know? Yeah. But it's like, as I was able to keep locking in on his eyes with him, you drift off into this place and come out so much more fruitful anyway. And the idea is, and he, the way I'm bent prophetically, he'll start speaking things that I have to kind of watch too, because I want to be obedient in that way. But um, yeah, it's just precious. Everything's just in, in locking back to him intimately. So yeah. uh, you just, you just said the way that you're wired uh, prophetically, there's a lot of people that are watching this that feel that kind of thing, like a prophetic natured calling or a prophetic natured interest and yeah. things. I mean, you've been around this thing for a long time. What kind of advice would you give to a prophetic inclined people? Yeah, no, great question, man. And I do want to mention, I, I love to point this out that I think it's freed me up and been really encouraging. Like when I'm out and about teaching or whatever it may be, Q and A's and things like this, when people ask questions of how do you spend time with the Lord? What does that mean to you? And how does that look? I think it's beautiful to note that I think you would agree that we're very different to even kind of springboard off of this topic that I love. Yeah. I watch you and you remember we were together recently in Orlando and I was picking your brains like, what's your time with the Lord look like? Like, it just so stirs me, man. It was mm-hmm. just awesome to hear your greater leaning in at these hours and how you go about heaven. And, but how say you are with the Lord, me, Daniel, like a lot of the guys we run with is so different when you say, yeah. yeah. And how we hear from the Lord with our assignments and graces. And I think that's freeing because I think if we're not careful, sometimes we think, you know, like you, you know, there's a window where I was really felt a grace on, like the fourth watch and it was very 
productive and fruit wise, but that's not always the process of somebody else in their journey. So I love to point that out to be free and who they are, but, um, prophetically, um, I mean, that can get quite complex, but the simple breakdown of obviously even that word is to pro beforehand, fet, tell, like foretell. And it can look like just hearing things in that way. And I'll just notice for me, and I have been over the uh, years ministering that the Lord will speak in this way often. And I need to pay attention as all, because he's trying to use me prophets like a mouthpiece. Often you can be used to, to bring the current word of the Lord, whether it be like a word of knowledge or, futuristic things and so as i minister and travel um i just have to kind of watch that and and but honestly i would say as i've watched over the years like for instance we were just kind of mentoring this person recently um that even the prophetic i would be careful you know it's so biblical we know that paul says earnestly covet the gifts even Mm -hmm. that you may prophesy he writes do not despise prophecy so it's really, really big. I think sometimes if we're not careful, I even myself can get to where it's like, look, especially in this season, we've seen a bunch of prophetic, you know, interesting stuff going around. And um, I think if we're not careful, we can want to just shun it. That's either strange or weird. It's not for me. A lot of people missed it. I'm tired of it, you know, and throw it out the window this way. Hmm. Or the other pendulum I've seen is people get so caught up in that. And I believe it, it, it can cloud what we were just talking about, that pure, just undiluted devotion to him intimately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He who is the man and the brother, like meaning you could be going towards the Lord for what he's going to say and why. And, and it's, it can start to cloud up your pure intimacy with him. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? For the prophetic and you, it still sounds biblical. And so I would watch that. I almost like to look at it as his presence, his manifest presence, his word, his, his eternal word, the Bible and his current voice to you intimately or like the three strong pillars relation, like everything goes through that door of knowing him intimately. And then from that, which we still know it's his voice in the prophetic, I look at those as strengthening rebars that would, they strengthen and emphasize, but I've seen where people often, they'll so hinge on the prophetic or prophetic word that it becomes their guide more so than the word. And it's, you know what I mean? Relationally. And -hmm. it's like, I kind of, you know, I think it's very valid from scripture, but I almost look at it as like a strengthener to what's, you know, should be the main thing in him, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. How, how can a person tell if they're prophetic? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I think, you know, the Bible's pretty clear that we can all be a prophetic people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can all prophesy. I believe Joel 2 is pretty clear. The spirit upon all flesh, yeah. sons and daughters will prophesy. Paul says, eagerly desire the gifts. So I think we can all, you know, flow in the prophetic, which is the nature of the spirit of God. But like mm-hmm. the office of a prophet, I think is is vastly different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you see Ephesians 4.11, a prophet by nature, I believe, helps teach and train saints. And, and that's, I think, um, you know, sometimes if we're not careful, we, we want to adhere to it. I believe it has to happen organically by the spirit, meaning there's a lot of people that will put that title on themselves, but you yeah. don't see the fruit happening as such you know not to get critical and point fingers but i mm-hmm. think often authentic prophets they um they flow in ephesians 4 11 meaning they teach and train they raise up the saints for the ministry mm-hmm. but also it happens organically it's not just a name and then there's like no fruit to back it i've seen a lot of interesting stuff like that too and i, I try and stay away from the title honestly i don't really <laughs> claim you know what i'm saying i don't get caught up in all that although i don't have a problem with it but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So um, you've had God speak to you in dreams, right? Mm-hmm. For years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. And you've also had God speak to you in visions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you, yeah. can you maybe give me an example of how someone can tell if God is speaking to them in a dream or if God is speaking to them in, in a vision, could you maybe either just talk a little bit about it? So help somebody who knows nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So dreams, um, I think most often, and in, in especially again, going back to scripture, you see they come in like parables often. They can be literal, but often they'll come in like symbols and be prophetic by nature. I don't know why God does that. I wish it was more literal more often, but it seems to be that often it's symbols and things like this we have to watch for. Um, you see it with Judges chapter seven. I mentioned this recently where even the enemies of God's people were given a dream of this bread loaf rolling down the hill and somehow they knew it was Gideon. You know, it's like, how did they put that together? You see the seven cows, fat and skinny for the uh, dream to Pharaoh and uh, the sheaves of wheat. And it was just coming these, you know, even the sheet three times with Peter visions can yeah. be very symbolic. Uh-huh. And so when we get them, I would say stewarding them is really key, which can practically look like journaling them and praying through them and seeing how that could come to pass and how we can just best align with it. Mm-hmm. And um, visions the same, you know, you'll be sitting there. I mostly see internal visions. I know you can also see like open eye, mm-hmm. but um, the same, the vision is more like mobile. It can be you know, like a, a picture or scene you you, you begin to uh, be taken into to foresee or, or know something in a moment that's that's very helpful. You know, it's just how God speaks. So, yeah. So a person may be praying, and while they're praying, even as Peter was in the midst of prayer, and he saw the sh- the sheet coming down yeah. with animals, and yeah. and it's Acts ten, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so. So a person may be praying, and they they are, you said the words taken into. So that, that is kind of like you're starting to see something inside mm-hmm. of yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. Cause I remember early on, I, you know, I had no uh, grid for it, yeah. but it, it just, I would begin to see things like it. And what I think helps over time is trying to learn for me, it's just that that sense of him and his presence on it uh, is the best, you know, it's hard to explain things in the kernel of the, of the spirit, but because if we're honest, me and you could close our eyes right now and imagine like a blue hammer, <laughs> you know, and, and we could, you can see one. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I feel like it's the same projector on the inside, mm-hmm. but your soul can throw it up on, on that inner eye. But when it comes by the Holy spirit, your spirit projects it on oh, the wow. inner eye and it, it comes from the Holy spirit. And there's a different substance to it. It's like it, it comes out of nowhere and it's um, sometimes very clear, sometimes vague, but I've, I've known to watch those through time. And sure enough, that normally the fruit that, of, of them coming to pass really helps. Yeah. But in yeah. prayer, sometimes, most of the times with me, it's in prayer. You know, you see often in Daniel seven, I think where Daniel says, I looked and then I looked again and I looked. And, and so sometimes it's the simple posture of, of course, looking through him, but looking, a lot of people say, how do I see more? It's like, just look, you know, <laughs> you know? and uh, it sounds simple, but it's, yeah. it's really the case at times, you know. That's incredible, man. So, uh, but what, before I have you pray uh, for the, the people that are watching, maybe you can just kind of give something from your heart. Just take a couple of minutes to just, there's people watching this right now. 
Some of them are doing their dishes. Some of them are maybe in a construction vehicle listening to it. Maybe somebody's on the side of the road waiting for some their wife to come out of a you know out of a store or something, and they're looking at you on the phone right now. What would you say if you have the ear of the the viewers that will watch this video? Yeah, man, I would say above all things, while well, yet yeah, a lot of the stuff we talked about is so valid biblically and, and and vital for the kingdom and how he works through a lot of us. But to me, man, when I have like one shot at somebody, it would be man above all things that I, I would hopefully leave with you, you know, the, the desire to man, go after Jesus in a, in a loving way to know him. You know, recently I've been in, I've been in uh, Philippians three, eight. I had this recent experience a couple of weeks ago that messed me up, bro. You didn't know this. Um, but it was one of my lockup days where I was able to, you know, I told my assistant, I'll be getting back the emails after a while to really take a chunk away. And so I, it was already building with his presence. And then you texted me in the middle of it, the clip you recently did. It's the the ones your partners get a hold to, which if whoever's <laughs> listening to this, you got to do that. You got to jump into the patrons, I think is what it is. And, uh, and I was blessed to have that clip, but um, bro, and I'd already seen him from an inner eye type thing. It, it, an impression of seeing it, him was off in this little nook. And you know how it works in these dimensions. You just know by the spirit. The best way I can describe it is like a nook of knowing him. Hmm. And bro, he's sitting back in the back, so meek and humble. <laughs> bro, yeah, I had not seen him like this yet before, but it wrecked me, man. I was I was so grateful, but I hope to never. Uh, and it wasn't even so much what I saw. It was just the what would hit me in the spirit from him. And dude, I was, and so what happened was it was already building. You text me that I jumped into that truck, kept going and I, I saw it more fully. Bro, I was weeping so bad because he was, he was, had his legs crossed kind of just so meek and humble and looking out of this nook into the broader scope of kingdom and the busy of what everybody does. Wow. The Matthew seven preaching and King. And, you know, we love all this, but I knew he was longing that somebody would just come sneak off back in that nook to be with him. <laughs> And, and I, I'm calling it like the nook of knowing him, you know, best, best scriptural basis I can give for it is Philippians three, where Paul's like, bro, everything else is worthless, you know, when compared to mm-hmm. meaning these things have great, great work, but when compared to knowing him, yeah. it's really garbage. And, uh, so I would just encourage people, however that looks in your life in this season to have everything looking and searching and going for that door. He's within you, of course, but intimately to know him, you know, and I've been seeing more and more like at the end. That's what it all comes down to. Matthew seven preachers. He said, I don't know you. I never knew you. The bridesmaids. I don't know you. The ones with, you know, no oil. It's all about knowing him in a deep, deep, intimate way. And from that place, thank God, if you're a prophet of the prophetic, that stuff will just happen. Abide in me and you'll bear fruit. But man, I would say all the chips in the basket of this hour of knowing him man, intimately. Um, and you, you hammer that better than anybody I know, but uh, yeah, I would, I would say that for sure. Man, bro, that is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you would you pray for us all? Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah, God, thank you so much for um, Eric for this time. Such an honor to be with him and all the listeners and viewers. And yeah, above all, Jesus, I pray you please pull us back um, into that nook or whatever you want to call it of knowing you in this hour. Very narrow, so humble, and, and so desiring to be with us us with you. I pray you would possess us in such a fresh new way of the whole bridal paradigm to become one with you. 
uh, in Jesus' name. I pray for such a fresh grace upon the word of God that it would come alive like never before. Um, oh, yeah, one of the things I saw this morning, too, I think could have to do with this, but ears to hear increasing. Mm. Um, ears to hear in the spirit, just hearing, knowing his heartbeat like never before. We, we love you, Jesus. You're everything. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen, bro. Well, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to to do this. And uh I know that people are gonna get touched by it. I can sense the Lord already. <laughs> oh, come on, praise God. Such an honor, dude. I, I want to <laughs> ask you all the same questions and <laughs> sit on the other end of them, but love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, man. God bless.